Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. And that's going out and do poetry. What? Mark Lamar. Mark Lamar. Supporting The Who at Brixton Academy. Yeah. First time on the stage. Yeah. Wow. That's a slightly intimidating prospect. Cross. Yes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> been, it's been... It's been... Uh, ever since. Yeah, it's been... That would make you into that kind agree. of person, it? It's been dealing with it ever Binge. since. So, here we are, uh, gentlemen, in the pod... Uh, I'm David Hepworth, this is the Word Podcast, and I'm joined in the pod by... Mark Allen. Fresh back from a dr- diving trip, which we'll no doubt be hearing something about. Uh, and oh, Matt, Matt Hall... <laughs> Matt Hall... Good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Is it the afternoon? Uh, Matt Hall, who, who, who's, uh, who's, whose family increased recently, and so, you know, you're not having the... I've heard. Uh, uh, you're not having the, uh, not having the best, uh, best night's sleep. No. Fair to say. Fantastic. But we're also delighted to have Andrew Collins, Hello. who's legged it across town from yes. uh, from Broadcasting House to be here. Yes. And uh, what have we got to catch up with? Uh, you've been out of the country. I've been out. You know, England are in the Rugby World Cup. I fun. watched it in a, um, a bar in Amman uh, in Jordan. There were six uh, English people in this bar. The rest were—I'm not exaggerating—were Arabs smoking vast Hubble bubble pipes of fragrant apple-scented tobacco. And we made a lot of noise actually, David. You know, so they were just you, up you did. We were. You, you I was. I was through N14. I was in the. I was in the jog and duck in Southgate, right, which is about as far the way the other side yeah. of the the other end of the scale I'm from the no from your place. Or bongs in there. No, no, not a lot very of little of that. <laughs> well, actually, 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 no smoke of any kind because it's a contemporary yeah. pub, you know. Right. So the the contrast couldn't be because you're not used to smoke of any kind. You go into these places in 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 Jordan, and people are smoking entire Hubbles. Constantly, lungful after lungful stuff, and we'll then finish and chain smoke them, and then go and get another one. And you'll be, there'll be a table with four people, all smoking Hubble. So you literally—I'm not exactly—you can't see. You can hardly see the television screen actually during the game. I wasn't sure it was winning after time, though, and they wouldn't turn the commentary off. <laughs> oh really? No. Well, fucking clue what's going on. The commentary probably wouldn't have been in the English anyway, would it? I don't think it would have been. It no. been. No. So if I was say that, so the the connection between Kenny Rogers. 
and England's progress in the Rugby World Cup is uh, comes know, to, well, you, you, don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to have to explain it to and me. And so, with the help of Matt and Andrew here, we're going to have to try and piece this together, aren't we? But basically, Matt Stevens, England prop, is one of the many England players who amuses himself in his hotel room between games by teaching himself to play the guitar. Oh, right. Okay. Johnny Wilkinson has been doing this for a number of years. It's quite yeah. a popular hobby. And he can't play many tunes, but he can play... Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Is this right so far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, uh, with its refrain, you've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, has yeah. been taken to the bosom of the England team as having an application to you know, success the yeah. on the field. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who did it. I think it was some clever guy from the Daily Telegraph. I actually went and found Kenny Rogers in wherever Kenny Rogers is, <laughs> stuck him in one of those very, very tight England shirts... <laughs> And interviewed him on film. Presumably after explaining the finer points of rugby well, unions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't have a clue what well, Kenny said, was talking about. I get the impression that Kenny is such a trooper. That basically if you say to Kenny, Kenny, this will get a lot of play in Britain, which is one of your markets. Yeah. Yeah. Will you do it? True. Or will Massive you be different? Crossover, yeah. Ken. He'll do it straight Wear on. the shirt. Yeah. He put do the it. shirt on. <laughs> He put the shirt on and recorded this piece to camera saying, I don't know anything about the finer points of rugby, but I understand you guys are going to play the French on Saturday and you can beat those French bastards. Can he say that? He goes, oh yeah, he got straight into the adopted chauvinism, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and Not that adopted, he's an American. Well, yeah. and uh, <laughs> apparently after the game, I missed it after the game, you were saying, Matt, they actually had yeah, the they, England team they singing cut, it. They cut live to the uh, England dressing room where amidst all the kind of Manly Bon Homie, they were actually kind of singing The Gambler. The Gambler. Yeah, okay. clapping it out and belting it out, you know, much like um, much like any other old-fashioned old rugby song, but without the swear words and everything. So presumably if they were to win on Saturday, uh, they would have to go to the studio and record this. I think uh, with Kenny. Record. I think with he's, Kenny. he's actually said he's going to come over. And yeah. he, I think will. he might well be at the final. Yeah. He would do that, Kenny yeah. Rogers. Oh, yeah. Like he's not flying Many... <laughs> Do you remember... get a hot meal. Anyway. Do you remember that time, Mark, years ago when we were on a conference down at the hotel in Bournemouth? Yeah. And there were two celebrities staying there in the hotel. And uh, one was well, Kenny yes. Rogers. Well, one was Victoria Wood. And the other one was we, Victoria we Wood. Like, this is you and Kenny, going over and chatting to. Kenny Rogers point. couldn't get over the fact that he was... Because Kenny Rogers has been very famous for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And a very distinctive looking person. Yeah. And so he's not used to being in situations where he's not the most famous person there. <laughs> so he's in, you know, he's in the restaurant with his wife and family and so forth. And he's not the, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the focus of all attention. Because everybody else is going, and this very quiet looking you know woman in the corner he can't work out who who, who she is at all you know the uh, you know the story have you been to the website men who look like Kenny Rogers dot com I have yeah I don't think I need to I think I can probably imagine it's been one of the most it's a really successful site because there are so many of them so many blokes all over the world of a certain age who look like Kenny Rogers but do you know who doesn't qualify anymore go on Kenny Rogers because he's, not he's had so much had work, work done, done to him. Uh, yeah. No, you look at the pictures of Kenny Rogers over the last few years. The eyes have just kind of disappeared. Uh, the, the kind of skin is being yeah, stretched very shiny. so hard yeah. around the back. There. Does he still have the Planet of the Apes white hair, blue and beard combo? Oh, yes, yeah. he's still got that. But, you know, the, the kind of features in between it. <laughs> Are, uh, are rather less distinct. It's about to disappear uh, completely around the back, 
any the day now. of his facial expression has been reduced to just the sort of uh, McCartney-esque, you know, <laughs> road pucker. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, respect to Kenny Rogers. It's a long old career, that is, isn't it? I mean, he's been around. How old's the old boy now? Well, I was looking well, he's at... he's got the, to be in his 60s, I was sure. looking um, to prepare for this... Uh, Prepare. <laughs> you, you prepare for this. this oh, you couldn't tell. Did you? Uh, at the Kenny Rogers uh, Wikipedia page, and that you know, I, I was thinking, thinking of what, how fortunate it is that Matt Stevens actually learnt the gambler, not other Kenny Rogers songs. What? Wouldn't it be terrible if it, the one thing that he could play was Ruby? Don't take Ru- the don't take no, 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 I did one short blog entry on my blog on Monday. I saw that. I just put the picture. I stole it off your blog, Dave. And I put, <laughs> some men have beaten some other men at rugby. And then I put underneath, I couldn't give a monkeys. And the amount of, not, not hatred, I got a lot of love going, thank God somebody has said these words. And, uh, and they're still talking to each other now about it, the, the people. Are well, at least they're oh, bonding oh, over something. Come together yeah. over you. Yeah, that's, they come that's, together. That's, well, it'll all be over in a few days. I'm you glad know, about so, that. You know, you'll be all right with that. A magazine, a website, a podcast. The word. We talk uh, not infrequently on these blogs about live music. It, it seems to come up increasingly. And it's going to come up again today. I was reading in the paper this morning. Do you know who sold out Wembley Arena last night? Not the stadium, the arena. So it's a ring. What night was it? Monday night last night, was it? The field mice? China crisis. <laughs> Well, public foot the Roman. Keep going. Can we just, we just, we just, Mark 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 Mark. We just say the names of groups you call it out? <laughs> it was not a group, it's a yeah. solo act. Right. All right. Solo act. Sandy Tom. <laughs> Sandy Thom. Yeah. No, it's it's somebody who was quite famous a long time ago. But if you I would even knock me down with a feather when I read that he'd sold Shut out Donny Osmond oh, right. sold out. Really? Wembley Arena. Now, how many tickets is Wembley Arena? I sat next to him at a Madonna concert once, Donny Osmond. Got fantastic teeth, I've got to tell you. We always did. <laughs> absolutely blinding. blinding. You can, you can read blinding. small print by them. You know, it's <laughs> incredible. You can read, you read the programme when yeah, the lights yeah. went down. That's a number yeah. of thousand people, isn't it? It's seven I mean, or eight thousand that used to be, yeah. didn't it? And that's a lot of people. 76 at the stadium and about, yeah, getting on to More than that at the stadium. Now, more, yeah. more than that at the stadium. I actually went to the yeah. stadium for the first time on Saturday afternoon to see the England football. And, like that, and that was, you know, this is a no-count game. Football. <laughs> involving I don't mind football it's just that the other one no count game well not a no count game but England against Estonia 85,000 people good wow. you t- I mean the, the, you know the scale of all these things just grows and grows all the time access, so I can remember access when still terrible isn't it uh, access Oh uh, no, I was all right actually. Yeah. No, I was all right. I was on a hospitality package, so yeah. I was all right. But I think it was, I think it was probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Try not to spill your flute of fine champagne. But oh, drop sorry, your pretty four. Sorry, but it popped it in. Who saw uh, Richard Branson um, sliding on his arse down a, down a hotel in Las Vegas? Is that He launched a new abseiling yeah. service. Yeah, ever the trooper. He yeah. was obviously in intense pain at the bottom, but he managed to kind of. I've seen that, that picture. Choice? I've seen that picture cut out and put in quite a few newspapers with a sort of multiple choice caption option at the bottom. Yeah. What is Richard Branson doing? Is it A? Do you know what I mean? Uh, some form of home surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it B? And I was quite funny because I missed this story as well. But he's obviously done something loose. He was launching a um, launching a direct Virgin Atlantic flight to Las Vegas, uh-huh. and Branson, being Branson, thought it would be a good idea to, to launch this by. Abseiling down 
the top down the side of a really quite tall Las Vegas hotel, um, but unfortunately decided to do it in quite a high wind, which oh. meant that he sw- that it actually looks quite painful. But he swang into the, you know, he's blown halfway down into the side of the hotel, oh. and then proceeded to slide on his ass. But uh, Branson, Branson's one of the people who looks good in a high wind. Oh, he looks he looks like a Thor Heyerdahl. Yes, that's true. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of Nordic thing about him. A bit know? like Kenny Rogers. Like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> 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 he had to get to a, and of course, a barber for a while. <laughs> of course, what does Richard Branson do at every press launch? Because Pick, no, He picks up a girl. He picks up a woman. Yeah. Not I actually, want, he actually physically he picks up. He physically picks up yeah. a woman. I once wrote a feature about this. That was in Heat magazine. It was, it was in Heat magazine. Was Richard Branson, Richard Branson picks up, picks up women. Because I, I just thought it was too good an opportunity to miss. And you just go to a photo agency and say, I just want pictures of Richard Branson picking up women. They send you thousands. Billions. They're billions. Yeah, they've been yeah. doing it for 30 years. Yeah. You know, air stewardesses, yeah. people at the opening of this or that. Well, it's a kind of nervous thing I think he does. I think underneath it all, this incredible show, I think he's quite shy. And so he sort of has to do something to justify his presence. I think stillness is unknown to Richard Branson. I because Richard Rounds <laughs> hauls up yeah. a woman on his shoulder. I suppose he knows he gets in no, the No, I love the way well. that the, the, the word podcast is here, sort of subjecting Richard Branson to a kind of cheap piece of psychoanalysis, <laughs> psychological profile of next week. You know, yeah. 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 didn't pick him up enough when he was a kid. <laughs> That's what it is. Next week, Alan Sugar. They tuck you up, your parents. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, enough of that. Can you see what I've got here? What's that? The Castletown Concert Committee Report. Right, you don't know what this is, do you? No, this no. is only the front bit of it. I couldn't print off the front because it's tons. No, the China is... crisis. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is about a concert that took place in uh, in uh, Castletown in Ireland in July, part of Barbara Streisand's huge great tour. Oh yeah, uh, which she was charging five hundred. Yeah. Pounds. Have you ever Irish? Irish. Euros. 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 Yeah. 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 What are we talking about? Yeah. And uh, was this the one for the, Mor- the Moroccan? Daybeds. <laughs> no, no, that was the kind of Don Henley oh, uh, right, Hamptons. Okay. This was just part of Barbara Streisand's. Let me take as much money out of Europe as I possibly can. You know, <laughs> um, well, it, in one shot, she it's did a hell of a job. Get the money back for the Marshall Plan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, basically, Payback. send over Barbara Streisand. <laughs> She'll get it back in a week. And uh, this show was somewhat controversial in Ireland, but. You have controversial shows all the time. You know, people have unfortunate experiences. They, you know, you get bad press. But it's different in Ireland. They launched a committee to make a report. An official committee. An official. Well, officially, there were you know members of the Garda were on it, and you know the great and the good, and they took they took evidence from people who'd been to this concert, and they produced a report with recommendations. And it's absolutely fantastic stuff because. Basically, this is what went wrong. Okay, they had the concert in July yeah. in the open air at this stately home, Castletown. Yeah. What happened during July in Ireland, even more than in Britain? It, it poured. Absolutely, it, weird, it right. just yeah. poured. Right. Yeah. So sterile. So, so everything was held up. You know, they were late getting the preparation in. The planned five car parks were reduced to two because you know flooded. three were flooded <laughs> on the day before. Consequently, <laughs> consequently, people going in, you know, are finding it harder and harder. And your Barbara Streisand fan isn't your average kind of I car to the unstoppable. No, no, they're not fan. putting on a pair of Wellingtons and they're, splashing gamely through the puddles. They're, they're, they're not like you know, not like you are Glastonbury, are they? They're not saying, never mind. This is all part of the fun. Yeah. They're Keep really the balloon in the air, head on. 
Yeah. These are people who take their huge, great cars, you know, they, they, they spend a fortune on four tickets, you know, with a wife and business associates or whatever, and everybody's got dressed up. Topped up. And, oh, yes. Good Lord, yeah. And, yeah. and they've got there, and they found they're having to wait on the motorway to get in, and when they have to get in there, you know, they have to walk blooming miles to the, to the site. And, uh, and they find some of them, that they've got the tickets, £500 tickets, and there's no seat with the number that they've got on their tickets. Has it been washed away? Or? <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Are they, seeing, are they seeing the funny side? No, they're not. <laughs> because they, they, these, these seats have been removed because they had restricted view, right? And they had restricted view because they're they behind the delay towers. You know, they have these things where the, the, the rain is so bad, everybody's yeah. got a restricted view. The is on a delay. <laughs> and so, but last Streisand didn't want any empty seats. So they got rid of the seats altogether. So having people, sold the tickets. Having sold the tickets. Oh, sharp practice. No, 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 not, not sharp practice, because they, they, they worked out, no, we can reseat these people, ah, and we right. know how to do it, and we'll have somebody waiting there to redirect them. No, but but the because seats, the so seats are gone, yeah. the seat, no, they can't, well, they're equivalent. But people basically are turning up going, oh, I've got A52. Hang on. A stops at 47. 47. Or whatever. <laughs> hook. I've been had here, you know. And, uh, and there was just, Chaos for lots and lots of people, and people got really, really cross. Right. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they had they had all that. these you complaints. Turn up with your they always have fun in on Ryanair. Because on Ryanair, you know, they're not coming on Ryanair. Michael, what's his name? <laughs> so they got complaints. They got thousands of complaints, which were processed. One thousand three hundred sixty-four complaints were processed. Seven hundred sixty-one were about seating, about claims that seating didn't exist or whatever. Six of them were from people who didn't know it was outdoor. <laughs> that is fantastic. Which I, I want to That's meet great. those people. Yeah. You know? They thought, oh, yeah. Castletown, you know, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah. We'll be indoors. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Probably the same people who bought the tickets for the Queen's Jubilee thing in Buckingham Palace yeah. grounds and thought, you know, we'll be in the throne room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's fantastic. I do recommend anybody go and find it. Castletown Concert Report. You were can there just, any of them just Google it. It's hilarious. about Yentl? <laughs> yes. Any any old complaints yeah, about yeah, Barbara yeah. Streisand? I got three letters saying that her lower lip wobbled too much. You'd, yeah. you'd care to offer. And there were some gay people there apparently as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was to their taste. <laughs> but it, it does. Unnatural, apparently. The chairman of the <laughs> the chairman of the, uh, of the of the committee does point out, you know, in the side near the end that he did feel that some people had turned up in rather inappropriate clothing. Well, <laughs> a feather bow or a pair of well, big, big old stilettos, you know. Whereas it's just the gay community. Yeah. Anybody knows that if you go to, you know, anything outdoor, you've just got to be prepared for completely the worst. Yeah. Totally, yeah. So, That's anyway. A brilliant story, I love that. So, go and look it up. I've put it on the site, actually. Site, site relaunched, if anybody hasn't seen it, wordmagazine.co.uk. Uh, lots of fun and There's games there. a brilliant there. thing on your site I was looking at last your night. Site. Your site? My I site. Say, I say it's James' site. Because he's first shot <laughs> James' site. No, it's fantastic. The intros to the songs. It's all up there. You click on it, don't you, Dave? Know? <laughs> oh, it's Mark. Yeah, I'm telling sort of, you, he put them on the internet. They, the internet. You, you oh, click on, on the internet. internet. Mark it's so entertaining. Yeah, I'm just catching up. Very We've exciting. done a thing. Go about, there, anyway. See it's it. ten great live album intros. The kind of, uh, you know, like the Rolling Stones, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest rock and roll band in the world, the Rolling Stones. All yeah, those things, which are, which are just huge part of the mythology of live albums, aren't they? You, I hate live albums that don't have introductions yeah. to them, don't you? You've yeah, got to have that. There's a like, still Life is good as well. The Rolling Stones Still Life. No, somebody was telling me about yeah. this. Go on. Isn't it, isn't it? Uh, they play uh, a bit of um, old jazz music, don't they? And then they go. Oh, take the A train. That's it. Take oh, the A train. Yeah, yeah. By Duke Ellington. Yeah. 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 And then they start playing. The drums come in for I think going to a go go. 
Oh, really? Very nice. Really oh, nice intro, yeah. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to go and listen to that. I, I've stopped oh, well, you people must listen to the last one. Number 10 is the Frank Sinatra sports commentator comes on, speaks about... Howard Cozell, yeah. Howard Cozell, it's wow. brilliant. And it's just all about, uh, welcome to New York, the, the home of the great financial district, isn't it? And uh, yes. merchandise, <laughs> and, you know, and, just, the, the, and the shrine, Madison Square Garden. And uh, then eventually goes into, everyone is here tonight, it says, people who are old. People who are young. <laughs> you think, is Frank? Is Frank not at the venue? Is Frank just actually still in his dressing room, yeah. hooking down another bottle of crew? He's cooking. back at the hotel. He's back at the hotel watching television. Poor guy started. Yeah, exactly. Phil Howard. Phil. It's Rick and Gervais at Live Age <laughs> yeah. all over again. Do Shall dance. I do the dance? <laughs> yeah. Stop banging your feet. Sorry. Talking, Sorry. Of, uh, talking of Frank Sinatra's dressing rooms. Oh, this. Oh, Frank, what? Frank, yeah. Apparently, Frank Sinatra's dressing room used to be referred to by the road crew as Fort Apache because of the number of scalps Frank had hanging on the wall, depending on what part of the week it was. Which, oh, I see. Which particular... Oh, oh, which that's tour, yeah. Yeah. oh his own, right? Oh, yeah, 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 I thought yeah. he meant people no, who crossed him. No, no, that, that too is possible. I thought he meant journalists. No, I interviewed no. George Martin not very long ago. He told me he watched a Frank Sinatra record being Come Flying With Me, being recorded. And he was squeezing into a little booth to watch just him and Lauren Bacall. Who was Frank's date at the time? That's quite cool. That is yeah. a very, very. She was wearing like, a little black beret, put yeah. jaunty angle on the side yeah. of it. I thought this is an absolutely quality story. Yeah. 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 It's got the right yeah. cast of characters. Isn't absolutely it? brilliant. The Sinatra one that fascinates me, and I think it's it's number ten on that list on the site, is the one of him at the uh, at the Sands. Sinatra at the Sands with Count Basie. Oh, where you make a joke? And when, but this is yeah, it, that starts in the this is recorded out of that nineteen sixty six something like this. Brilliant. So it's Vegas, it's the Sands, you know, it's Frank Sinatra, it's Count Basie. It's not bad, is it, yeah. really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, with all due respect, Cast of the Unstoppable. It's not it's not bad. Bad. It's it's not get many <laughs> <laughs> That was the car parking. So it's... <laughs> Carter, why are they always going to all these in a whipping post? Well, it used to be George Michael. We've moved on. Anyway, no, but it starts with the, you know, kind of the, 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 the drummer on the hi hat, and you know, the, the unseen voice, you know, pipes up. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sands is proud to welcome, you know, with his incredible band, Count Basie. And people, people just go, that sounds nice. Yeah. Count Basie. <laughs> yeah, just like true. that. And then a little bit, and here he is, the man. Frank Sinatra, and they go, oh, very good. <laughs> you know, whereas he, you, go, you go see anything nowadays. Yeah. People have just got themselves into a state yes. of complete yeah. hysteria yeah. before it started. And it consistently amazes me. Yeah. You go back and you listen to, you know, the Bob Dylan Albert Hall bootleg, you know, wasn't at the Albert Hall, I know, you know, yeah. the great, ele- you know, the great concert, yeah. very controversial. Quite the audience are incredibly restrained. Yeah. Even, even when they shout, it's not loads of people shouting, is yeah. it? You know, it's... It's it's a few people, and, and the clapping is as, it's as if you've gone to the local town hall and the local Gilbert and Sullivan Society oh, are doing favorite. the gondoliers. My favourite. Well, I'm glad it's indoors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's it indoors. Complaint. Yeah, the parking is fine. My favourite of those is Led Zeppelin's BBC sessions. You ever heard those records? Absolutely wonderful. They're recorded about '68, '69, and they're BBC studio recordings. And right. People, I don't in think the Paris Theatre, but they're not allowed to stand up. I think so. People are saying, "Well, like uh, yes. no disrespect, Japanese audiences today, yeah. terribly polite, and they're just." Yeah. Yeah, at the end of each one, they're little sort of you know canvas chairs. Of course, Led Zeppelin on stage, are, 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 you know, doing their entire kind of Valhalla, yeah. you know, <laughs> blood and thunder kind of mania. And it's so you see, it, but I think it's interesting. It, th- this stuff didn't get huge and hysterical until the eighties, actually. 
Because if you go and look at you go and look at pictures of Led Zeppelin on stage in the nineteen seventies, like if you look at pictures of ELP on stage in the nineteen seventies, they got about as much equipment as the average band down the local pub has nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Not you know, they, it wasn't amps. huge. No. There weren't these vast, great walls of amps. Yeah. The lighting wasn't yeah. extraordinary. You know, the it was speakers quite low budget. On yes, have you, have you have you ever caught on, on BBC Four? They uh, rerun those those Rock Goes to College. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Half hour kind of. Ian I saw the Ian Dury yeah, recently. They had ACDC on one that I caught recently, I think at Loughborough or something. And it was literally two foot riser yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the corner yeah. of the studio yeah. Union bar with a kind of kestrel perched on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then a load of trainee PE teachers <laughs> watching. <laughs> well, I, I, I still swear that when, you know, this is going back further, that in the 1960s, when I went to see Chuck Berry and people like that, they would play cinemas. And the only equipment on stage, they would have Vox AC30s or whatever, you know, basic amps. They yeah. had. The vocal came through the little speakers at the side of the stage through which they played the national anthem at the <laughs> end of the evening. <laughs> they, you know, they, they were the kind of things that you would have in your home. Yeah. You're slung up either side of the stage, you know. And at the time, you thought it was deafening. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just absolutely. I suppose that's what we just all got. Told the show was going to resume in five minutes' time at the intermission. Yes, kind of yes. Little ding dong, yeah, ding, ding dong. Right, Mr. Yeah. Chuck Berry will be on stage yeah. in a moment. Please, please resume your seat. I went to see Anthrax. It was the loudest band I ever saw, and you could feel it in your chest. In your chest. I mean, really oh, feel yeah. it in your chest. And I would imagine an Anthrax fan wouldn't feel that they had a proper gig. They would have written a letter of complaint. Yeah, if they, they would. If they hadn't got pains in their chest huge, at the uh, afterwards. But don't you find... 100-page report would have been yeah. filed. <laughs> the Anthrax committee. My ears report. were not bleeding. Yeah. But don't you, don't you find this painful volume and volume that isn't painful? You and I you and I went to see Blur a few years ago. Oh, that was difficult, yeah. At that place in Charing Cross Road, the Astoria. Astoria. Yeah. And we were kind of under the balcony. Yeah. And it's not a big place, yeah. the Astoria. No. But boy, they were playing loud, you, you were and the wind, noise could like, not escape. You, you couldn't breathe, and you felt yeah. ill. You yeah. really felt pressure on you because this noise was going under the balcony. It had nowhere else to go but apart you. from the, yeah. into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, and um, I swear, I've heard things louder that were nothing like as painful. Well, it depends on how warm the sound is. I went to see Manu Chow at the Brixton Academy about a week ago. One of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? I cannot recommend it enough. And that is just that was unbelievably loud. But it's a beautiful kind of. A, um, Latin American reggae kind of punk sound, yes. yeah, beautiful yeah. kind of mix. Yeah. So yeah, it came out in one piece. You know. What about when my buddy Valentine famously did their ten-minute wall of noise um, during "You Make Me Realize"? Wherever they toured, it must have been about ninety-one, ninety-two, um, just before Loveless came out, and they would do this bit where they just made a lot of noise. You know, it was all guitars, with no synths, but all of them just go uh, like that, and then they would do it, and it would last for thirty seconds, and it would last for a minute, and after a minute, you go. I really wish they'd get back to the song now. Yeah. Then they'll go for another minute. Then you reach this weird point after about three or four minutes where you go, actually, I'm quite enjoying this now. I'm into yeah. this. It's something that's taking you to another place. Yeah. And it gets to five, and it gets to six, and you think, no, they've got to stop now. This is this is. Mad. I might mind. have to leave. Yeah. 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 I yeah. hate my buddy Valentine. I hate all yeah. of them. Yeah, if I had a gun, I would kill them all. Yeah. And they keep going for about ten minutes. Unbelievable. Danny Kelly, who is one of the rock's great liars, said that <laughs> <laughs> he was watching them on the balcony at like Portsmouth or somewhere. And he was on a balcony, and he said when they did this thing, he's, he said that his pint glass flew off the balcony. <laughs> now, I hope it did. I don't think it did. It, it, did. it, did. it just did. But it was. It felt like it might knock your pint glass <laughs> off. In ten That's minutes. Great. It's amazing how many moods you go through in ten minutes. I know exactly what you mean. pure, unbelievable noise. You can't yeah. talk to the person next to you. And yeah. go, well, you can't say anything. You just have to stand there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They bully you into submission. Never seen anything like it. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. Like that's 
gigs you have ever walked out of, and I walked the only gig of one of the very few gigs I walked out of was Spiritualized oh, really? at Hammersmith Apollo for that very reason. Because my mate rang me up going, I've got front row tickets for Spiritualized. <laughs> yeah. Worst seat in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three foot away from a strobe going, dang, 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 if you can't be bothered to be on heroin, it's your own fault. It. <laughs> Get out of your car. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take your heroin. Squares. Yeah, we did actually retreat to a local pub after about twenty minutes. The realization that that wasn't going to change for an hour. Yeah. I, okay. can, I know which exact pub you went to. That was the pub where I went once with Joe Strummer because there's only one pub you go to from Hammersmith. Yeah, Apollo. It's just opposite. And uh, I'd interviewed Joe Strummer. I'm very pleased to say now uh, that I interviewed him. And uh, it was you know towards the end of his life actually. Well, we knew that then. And so it wasn't you know he just ropey solo album but it was still brilliant to meet him when we went back to that pub afterwards and he was like a child he was kept shouting about the dope that he'd got that he bought from a bloke in Bridgewater just in a way just to be look I don't care I'm going to talk really loud about some dope I bought yeah. <laughs> you're about 50 years old now <laughs> surely you're in the class it's okay you don't have to prove to everybody that you're just a bit cool and a bit out on the edge it was so funny I've got some really big bit of dope here that is, that's my I remember seeing that a, no, I remember seeing him sitting around a campfire yeah. at Glastonbury yeah with, uh, I've completely forgot his name now, Keith, comedian, Keith Allen. Allen That's yeah. right. And they were literally making a big uh, song and dance about, yeah, putting the skins together. Yeah, exactly the same. Like 15 oh, years old. Yeah. You know, Joe, yeah. he's such a grandfather, no. you know, it's just ridiculous. You know. Oh, you're great. That no, was very funny, yeah. Still a sweet man. But very long yeah. time. Listen, uh, we're... Well, t- Keith Allen, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no. We were... <laughs> the Word. We were talking about, you were talking about Led Zeppelin a minute ago. The the uh, controversy continues to uh, to rage around the, the prices that people are asking for Led Zeppelin tickets on on eBay. Again, you have to fill me in because I've been away <laughs> scuba diving for a week. Yeah. And I've oh, what news? Well, Led Zeppelin underwater, avoiding <laughs> this information. Where can I get it's away? The only way you can go. <laughs> it's quite effective, actually. So Led Zeppelin announced was it one before. reunion show? Is this yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 At, the, at the O2. Yeah. I'm going. That's a report on this podcast. Okay, when is it? It's the end of November, 28th, is it? Okay. End of November. So they announced one show. And what I can't understand, for, for a start, is why the mania? Because Page and Plant have been kicking around for absolutely ages playing together, haven't they? Yeah, it's a mix, though, isn't it? Oh, okay, yeah. right. Anyway, huge demand, right? And so they're trying to control the market and the tickets. They can't, can they? St- the, the, this stuff appears on yeah. eBay... Two thousand pounds are being charged. You know, Harvey Goldsmith completely, you know, really trying to trying to put eBay out of business. <laughs> a little, little bit of a you know a doomed endeavour. I don't. Yeah. Good luck, Harvey. I think Harvey. I think they've got a bit of a you know they've got a bit. They're positioned on the market. Then. A little yeah. bit of a head start. Yeah. But uh, it's it just this whole issue about controversy about ticket prices because I also read that the Raw Shakespeare Company are playing in Los Angeles soon. Playing. Gigging yeah. Los yeah. Angeles, and Ian McKellen's playing Leah. It's the original lineup. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Back again. Back Bunkin, the... Sarah, I think you'll find. So this is your only chance to see Ian McKellen in King Lear. Currently, <laughs> tickets going for one thousand five hundred dollars in Los Angeles because there's a lot of actor money chasing, you know, a small number of tickets. There is also, and I'm hoping Andrew can fill us in here with a bit of background. Because he watches telly on behalf of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Hannah Montana of High School Musical, this Disney. I don't watch that one, but you know, <laughs> what it is. I know what it is. Well, yeah. explain to everybody what it is. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a musical set in a high school, which Disney have made. Which seems it's a to TV have, show. Yeah, it seems to. Have, it's, it's a film, and as well, and there's a there's a sequel, 
and it seemed to have captured the imagination of young children in America yeah, in a absolutely. big way beyond you know that anyone could have guessed. It's made two stars. Um, the the bloke is called well, um, Zach something or Zach Efron. Right, so it made him a star, and it made this this other other girl a star. The girl who plays yeah. did she play Hannah Montana? Uh, is yeah, that, it must be. And, is that and, the idea? And, and it, but it's completely under our radar. Um, yeah. have, you'd have to have kids or girls actually of a certain age to know about it at all. Yeah, but and, it is a, which it, is why it's just. Yeah, but it is a precision tools separating young girls from their money machine, isn't it? Hey, there's there's an innovation in popular music. <laughs> yeah. They'll never th- nobody thought of that before. Yeah. But Disney, anyway, Disney just going back to their roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're on. They're taking the show on the road. Um, of course, yeah. and the the tickets for this are going you know through scalpers three thousand dollars. Because basically, oh, I was reading a piece about this. Because basically, what's happened is that affluent middle-class mothers, and there are no shortage of those, certainly in America, no. have said to their daughter, and all their daughter, their ten-year-old daughter, wants to do is to go to see this, yeah. to be in the same yeah. space as this mm-hmm. blessed, you know, latter-day Britney Spears, and uh, and they said, yeah, we'll sort this out. Don't you worry. And then have gone online to try and secure these tickets and have been, their minds have been boggled by the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the feverish nature of the market. And these, it's a bit like your Irish Barbara Streisand fans. They're not taking it lying down. Yeah. So they have called in district attorneys to ah. take legal action in four states to ensure the equitable distribution of these tickets. <laughs> it's not fair. It's just yeah. a, because somebody, they reckon somebody has developed a bit of software that can jump Ticketmaster Digital Q. Well, can you imagine this? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it is. I thought Die out. Hard 4. They were bringing the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> these hackers, they're bound to be able to jump the queue of Ticketmaster. <laughs> so on one, hand, on one hand, you've got all this. And then on the other hand, you've got everybody. And I kind of, you've got great sympathy for anybody who's trying to acquire a ticket. You feel for sorry for the parents, thing. yeah. Well, you feel sorry for anybody. It's like the Led Zeppelin ticket. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been a fan of Led Zeppelin since yes. 1967, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I should get in. And I just don't think... Oh, do you? That there's anything that could be done about this? Do you? No, play more no. gigs. But even if you yeah. play more oh, gigs, yeah, I mean, good. the Rolling Stones play millions of gigs. There's been millions of people yeah. who can't get in to see them. Yeah. Stone, did the Stones a couple of years ago? Didn't you have to traipse halfway across London? You had to get 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 a wristband from somewhere from the venue, and then go to the Virgin Megastore in Oxford Street with your wristband. To actually get, to your, actually ticket. get your ticket, you have to put, some, yeah. put some work into it. Right? You have to be, yeah, you have but to, you see the thing. I don't think there's anything wrong in this. I don't think there's anything wrong in. What's yeah. that kind of assault course? No, no, I don't yeah. know if there's anything wrong in... Not oh, being so only the fittest to right. get into the venue. Yeah, that's the way <laughs> I do so it. So, no, I, well, I kind of agree. You know. you know, if you've got the money, and you've got the will, and you've got a ten-year-old daughter really chewing... But you've got to feel for the mother's Saying decision. Saying that I won't love you if you yeah, don't yeah, get precisely. it for me. But yeah. the mother's decision, presumably, is, look, look, darling, there's, there's two options here. You know, when you get married in, in 10 or 15 years' time, you know, we can, we can give you enough to put a deposit on a... Flat and maybe, yeah. maybe a small little yeah. car and stuff like that. Or oh, you've got this one ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make your mind up. It's your decision, you know. But I think the, the thing that they've probably done wrong, as many parents will, you know, generally do wrong. They've said they're going to get it. It's they've promised it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah. You will we'll see. Yeah. And then they've we'll gone go to the ball. Because yeah. also, the thing that's happened with ticketing dramatically in the last two years is it's gone online, hasn't it? And so, you know, they used to be, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin used to play to people who queued up all night up outside Earl's Court. Yeah. You know, it was it was a self-selecting group section of the population, wasn't it? That, yeah, that and is, people are prepared that's Darwinism, to do that. isn't it? That's rock Darwinism, you know. Those, yes. those deserve yeah. it. They yeah. deserve it, frankly. Yeah. So like Wimbledon, if you are prepared to sleep in a street in Wimbledon for a couple of days, yeah. you deserve that centre court ticket. But also, it's don't yours. you think the whole Take thing it. feeds into itself because the level of expectation is so high that by getting in, even if the show itself is disappointing, 
you know, you are so removed from it critically. Yes, yes, true. But what you're reporting back to your unlucky friends who didn't get a ticket is is the fact that you were there. That's true. I mean, I, I, I'm going to see this Led Zeppelin thing. I can already anticipate. Yeah, we actually talked about. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Totally. Because what will happen is that people will go there, and it'll just be this flurry of, of who do I text out? Yeah. And that, that's <laughs> yes. the thing that I find very frustrating. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. It's probably just my age. I quite like just soaking in the event and making sense of it in the car on the way home. Yeah. And then telling people about it when I've, I've managed to bash it into some sort of shape and yes. evaluate it but yeah. this is simply and I occasionally get this too and I'm sure a lot of people listening do you you suddenly get home and there's, there's this terrible noise on your yes, telephone I know and it's a mate of yours I'm my buddy Valentine yes you want my they've reformed you can just see this horrendous squalling the phone's on the floor <laughs> is the house on fire is it, you know, is it a hurricane you know? I can't be they should take the phones off I know the not just a gig generally because Holding up phones as well, and there's you know. Oh, it's gone mad. Did they just at some point? Somebody just did all this rock recently. bands. Stevie Wonder. What? Somebody Steve, did this what, recently. Off, Somebody's taking phones Stevie off. Stevie Wonder, people. when the BBC did that session at Abbey Road, and they had Stevie Wonder in front of an uninvited audience, there were two hundred people. It was kind of last. Was it last oh, year? Well, I don't know. Yeah. And they basically they took everyone's phone off because they didn't want any. You know, they didn't. Nobody wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Any kind of media to get out yeah. before it. But it used to be. Simply a case of you can't take pictures in gigs. Yeah. So somebody will sneak a camera in and take one, but everybody just openly takes pictures with oh, their yeah, and films it. Yeah. Now, was there a point where somebody thought well, we just can't beat the technology anymore? We just have to let it go. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's interesting. I saw a case of this today, actually. I don't know if you've seen on the Word website that clip of Bruce Springsteen playing with, with the, the arcade, arcade fire. fire. No, I haven't. This is last terrific. night in Ottawa, right? right? <laughs> So somebody sent me a link to this this morning. It's right? brilliant. Probably about three that. hours after it takes. I recommend it. Basically, what's Bruce Springsteen? He's on stage and he gets on Win and um, can't remember that. Regine, Regine, yeah. and all yeah. the others. Mayland, no, two, uh, of, two, two, the husband and wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they come on stage and they do two numbers. Do one of his and then they do keep the car running. Really. And it's very good, isn't really it? Good, yeah. But but it's clearly been shot <laughs> by a guy. It must be a phone. Mm. But, it but it's pre- it's it really good. It's really good quality. Nearly all YouTube is from a phone. Okay, but what mm. I can't work out, Mark, is he's in the pit. Now, how has he got in the pit with the photographers? I mean, and photographers will always tell you nowadays they'll only let you do the first three numbers yeah. and then they get you right yeah. out of there because yeah, yeah. they don't want anybody, you know, disturbing their concentration, yeah. all that kind of stuff. This guy is in the pit. He must be a security man or something. And he's turned round with his mobile. <laughs> And he's absolutely so thrilled when he's talking all the way through it. Well, he doesn't. I can't believe this. He doesn't talk all the way through it. He talks at the beginning. He talks at the end. And at the beginning, when they start playing "Keep the Car Running," he goes, "Oh my God!" (laughs) into his phone. And then right at the end, I think he goes, "Holy shit!" or something like that. There's most of it you can hear it quite well. But Bruce Springsteen must have looked down and seen this guy. (laughs) Doing this. No, he's not going to stop. No, no. Because when mobile, originally when mobile phones were able to take pictures, the pictures were such low res, they yes. must have thought it wouldn't matter. Yes. What they didn't anticipate, of course, is the mobile phones now produce far better pictures oh, quality amazing, than yeah. the average camera. Yeah. And I mean, everything on YouTube is shot with. And it's also the speed phone. of the damn thing. You know, the idea that yeah. somebody sends you that link mm. two hours after the concert finished, you put it on the World website, I know. Yeah, you know, because you get up before America. Yeah. And well, I, it's, it's happening it's in everything. I, I missed a, a game by the, my local team, the Queen's Park Rangers, uh, when I was away, and uh, I sent an email to my mate saying what was the score. He just sent me back a little link. 
and the link was the penalty as it went right. in. And everyone goes, yeah! There's no message at all. He just filmed it, put it up. Really? It yeah, it just sent me a link of the Queen's Park Rangers scoring. Uh, actually, virtually, they're, they're only win this season, actually. Is it on the web or on your phone? No, he'd done it. No, it's not on the web. He'd done it on his phone. Because he sent it to your so phone. He knew there was a possibility of a goal. Filmed it. Just sent me the link. Okay. Yeah. So what was the score? I'm currently involved in working on a Radio 4 documentary about rockumentaries, which we're just sort of putting together. Excellent. Interview various people like Maisels and Pennebaker and people like that. Yeah, excellent. And we were kind of trying to think of an outro, sort of final bit, where, where have we come to? What we've come to is that we're all documentary makers now. Absolutely. Yeah. If, you, if, you go, if you buy a rubbishy old live DVD and it hasn't got backstage access, everything is filmed, and now we're taking over, we're filming everything. So in yeah. a way, why would we ever need to buy a DVD of a band playing live ever again. At some point, the phones will be so good, we will really never need to buy a DVD yeah, anymore. Yeah. So we will actually take back the means of production from the rock industry. But this they will have to then stop us, won't they, somehow? They will have to, they stop, will have to exactly. stop us. But they've got this serious They've issue. They've got away with it too long. You know, there's been a... You know, controversy for years about paparazzi do they go too far and all this. Mm. Yeah. But what everybody will tell you nowadays is not the paparazzi, it's the public. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> Some sportsman or whatever goes to a, out for a meal with somebody who isn't his wife. Their picture will be, you know, captured by somebody. No, absolutely true. And it'll, you know, who will be on the phone to the Sun? Yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll think, run it. I think they call citizen journal. Anyway, enough of that. Can I? My favourite thing from the current issue of Word. It's out now. Uh, got Bruce Springsteen on the cover. I don't know if you've seen this, Andrew. Yes. Is the old acts who were booted out of the encyclopedia of popular sad. music. Very sad. Uh, for anybody else. It's just seen... like, actually, the Madame Tussauds <laughs> used to say that there, there yes. was only enough room and probably only enough wax. <laughs> and yes. they used to physically melt yes. down. I believe it's yes. melt down. So you find that Boy George had been melted down to build before, Danny Minogue. Before, before they're <laughs> melted down, before they're melted down, Madame Tussauds um, wax sculptures, really sadly, they go to Wookiee Hole. Oh, really? Because <laughs> Madame Tussauds owns for the, the, the entertainment behemoth. That's the intermediary yeah. stage. Owns sort of decompression zone. They've got a Madame Tussauds kind of storage warehouse, and you can walk around. And, and they're all called disembattled. They're all disembodied heads. Disembattled. Oh, they're disembattled. Yeah. All starting so to melt. So all the heads are just on shelves. Yeah. So you just walk up just and down. Just to frighten people. Yeah, they're in Wookiee yeah. Hole itself. Yeah. Yeah. In the cage. No. So they're, they're actually starting to look like members of Yes, because they really do look like a melted candle, as we were saying the other week. Well, I... For the, for the benefit of anybody who hasn't read this, doesn't realise what this is about, there's a, there's a piece in here which is about Colin Larkin who puts together the That's Penguin Encyclopedia of yeah. Popular Music, which is this huge, great, you know, journal of record. I literally love this And um, he's very good. Such a funny... But every, every time they revise it in order to get in some new people, they have to decide to let a few go. And to me, this is the most poignant list oh, you could ever read about those fascinating Because, about. because basically what it says is, once you were a big deal... But you're not anymore, and we don't think you'll be significant either. You know what I mean? So who's gone out this time? Carmel. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, I misread that as Camel. Camel. Are Camel still in? They'll be interesting. Time <laughs> You'd be surprised. You never know. They might be they probably just dropped off the no, R and shifted their head. Colin likes Camel. Carmel, Strawberry Switchblade have gone. Once put them on the cover of Smash You put them on the cover of Smash It's to secure their immortality. Curve. Ah, oh, one of my favourites. Tony Hannibal, your old pal. Mm. The senseless things. What, Cass oh, on drums? Yeah. The classic. The classic word from Cass. The high. Never heard of him. The high. I'd never heard of him. Manchester. Manchester. No, the high. Manchester. The high Manchester were a kind of post-Manchester band signed to, I think, London Records. Yeah. And at the NME, an unthinkable thing happened, is that the record company offered and did send me 
to Barcelona, I think I was, no, Valencia, right. to review the band live without a photographer. So in other words, what would happen normally is they would only pay you to go and do a live yeah. view abroad if there was going to be a nice big photograph. Yeah, yeah. They were so keen to get anything on the high. Yeah. They paid for me to go to Spain. Did you file your copy? No, yeah, I filed my copy. and uh, Did it run? There were not many people came to the gig, I'll be honest. And, <laughs> yeah. and do you know, I was slightly disappointed it wasn't undercover because it rained. <laughs> <laughs> it really did actually rain, but it was rather nice summer rain. But yeah, that's the high. So they anyway, lucky to be in there in the first place. Well, so they're out, well, they're out now. Very lucky to be in. The Godfathers have gone with them. Another group who were on the cover of Smash Hits, I think I'm correct in saying, King. King. That's right. Paul King. Yeah, yeah King. Um, love, love and pride. Those lovely boots. Shall I tell, us, shall I tell a story about Paul King yeah, while we're here? I once went to um, Memphis, Tennessee with a load of people from MTV VH1, including Paul King. Paul's a nice guy, yeah. but he, he has a different attitude to dressing than most people, right? And he doesn't adapt easily to his surroundings. We were in the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee, right? And the Peabody Hotel is the kind of place where you expect to see JR tucking into <laughs> eggs over easy. You yeah. know, the, Stubbing out a cigar. Yes, the cigar yeah. as he does it. You yeah. know, men are men yeah. and, you know, all yeah. that. And, uh, and I'm sitting at the table. I'm the first down to breakfast. And I see Paul making his way over from the what buffet. What was he wearing, David? He was wearing a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> so sarong. <laughs> He was wearing a <laughs> sarong. For the emphasis on the second sarong. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you. I mean, you know, imagine. Heart, I mean, it, you know, if you wore a sarong in the average hotel, if a bloke wore a sarong in the average hotel in Ibiza, they'd be double takes. <laughs> Thailand, it might be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even in Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened? not in the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> so, Paul, well, I'm so sorry. Kenny Rogers it's the truth, Paul. So, Sam. other people look just like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> so King's drummed out of the Penguin Encyclopedia of Popular Music. It's heartbreaking this list. It is, really. As, is. as we, are the new fast automatic well, daffodils. Well, no, uh, you'd probably put that on the cover, you know, didn't really, you? We, I think we never quite put them on the cover of the enemy, but they were close. I think the next, one, the next one we're on the cover of Select, I think I'm correct to say. Menswear. Good God, yes. Uh, I think they were. Daydreamer. Menswear yeah, were going to be yeah, huge yeah. for about a yeah. week, weren't they? they, were, they did all right. One of my sons uh, wrote uh, menswear on the wall once of his room. <laughs> graffiti. I was furious wow. with him. He wrote the word menswear. He said, I think he said, I heart menswear. <laughs> and then the next week I'd gone up there, I'd been given a bit of a going over about it. He'd been listening, well, he'd listened to the records that. He crossed out the heart and the eye. In fact, crossed out the whole thing. He was just so embarrassed about it. And <laughs> Ten years later, yeah. they're yeah, gone. Yeah, they're a bit late off the So, market. I've heard of Captain America. They've gone no, as well. Captain America were a grunge yeah. band, Scottish grunge band. A Scottish band? Yeah, I believe they were. <laughs> they were kind of around the same time as Teenage Fan yeah. Club. So, How you know. How did they get in in the first place, Captain America? And then finally, 18 Wheeler. Another creation they, band there. 18 Wheeler. In fact, 18 Wheeler was a band that Oasis was supporting at King Tut's Wawa Hut when they were supposedly discovered by That's right. That's absolutely right. That's their Oh, dear God. their footnote. That is sad, isn't it? When Oasis barged their way in and said, we're going to support you, and they did, Adam McGee was up there to see 18 Wheeler. To see 18 Wheeler. Surely reason for them to retain their be No, they'll be in there as a footnote on the Oasis entry. That's the terrible unfairness, isn't it? Really popular music. Got a feel for it. I'm just going to ask. Have you seen Have you seen that Pink Floyd film, Which the one? Brick in the Wall Kids? No. Have you seen it? No. I haven't seen it. 
Uh, <laughs> well, this is going to be a very short item. <laughs> if anybody anybody's been... seen it, please write anyway, it. They made, they made a documentary about what happened to the kids ah, who sang no, on another brick that. in the wall. No, and all that. the reviews said it was fantastic. Oh, and I really want to see it. Yeah, it'll be on Can YouTube. You, it's not on YouTube. Yeah. Can you like winkle me out of the BBC? slot where we just talk about records that none of us have heard. Yeah. Games that none of us have heard. <laughs> <No. laughs> We're just trying to imagine the whole I'm thing. sure there'll be somebody out there who's yes. got a copy of it and send it. And end, end by saying it's supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good idea for a programme. What's it called? What's that? It's called The Brick in the Wall Kids. Oh, yeah. they, 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 Wasn't they, there a documentary on the other night called something like we don't need no education. There no, was, yeah, but there's no, no relation to this. No relation. What is this? Anyway, we reached the point in the in the cast where it's traditional. Mark looks very worried in case I'm going to go to him. Um, but he was asking to tell old story, and I completely forgot them. <laughs> uh, for us to tell the horror, yeah. which is yeah. the hoary old rock anecdote. And because Andrew Collins is our guest today, it seems only fair that we should hand the floor, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Collins. Yay! Now, Yay! Good, good timing. I mean, just mentioned creation and 18 Wheeler because it's a primal scream story. It's the primal scream story. The reason I've got this bit of paper is not that I can't remember the story, but I wanted to give you the exact chart positions of their hits around this period. Uh, primal Scream, I think people are well aware. Um, certainly in their, in their prime, liked their drugs, liked to live the rock and roll lifestyle. Um, Bobby Gillespie, a stick-thin individual. Um, absolutely, the power of rock and roll was just channeled through his bones, his thin bones, to the point where he didn't even sing on their most famous song, Loaded, but he played the tambourine on it and he was in the studio and it mattered quite a lot. Um, so Scream Delica, <laughs> the first winner of the Mercury Music Prize, they were the first winners of the Mercury Music Prize. They lost the cheque on that evening of £20,000 down the back of a seat in a taxi or something. Um, so that's the kind of band they were. They are the sort of band who carry so many drugs around with them on tour that even the Portuguese police could find them. <laughs> and they were a... Controversial. They were the, uh, they were the band whose rock and roll antics uh, on tour, in fact, not on tour, in, uh, in America when Stuart McConey was sent to interview them for Q magazine. Their rock and roll antics, beyond the age of 30, let's be fair at this point, uh, were so full-on and embarrassing to Stuart that he was moved in the middle of the night after trying to get an interview out of them to call up his young girlfriend and ask her to marry him because it was the only thing he could think of to do to get <laughs> madness. So promised him of that uh, to, uh, to thank themselves for. They, they created, a, created a very fine marriage. Um, so they're that band. They also told Miranda Sawyer when they were being interviewed the Q magazine, probably a two-pager, I would imagine, slightly snooty is my guess, black and white. Uh, <laughs> Tokenistic, Sarcastic young man's piece. And very cruel fashion. Miranda <laughs> yes. yes. uh, she'd understand it, she'll go to yeah. So Schumann did it, and they boasted about how many drugs they were taking, and then were not allowed to go to America after that to tour, <laughs> because of the piece, <laughs> or right. very cross, yeah. <coughs> uh, you know, it's their own fault, really. Anyway, this is the kind of band they're talking about. And uh, after Screamer Delica, after the Mercury Music Prize, their next album, Give Out But Don't Give Up, was recorded in Memphis, of course. Where else? Oh, George yes. Vaculius, yeah, yeah. uh, famous the horse Black yeah. Um George Clinton did some vocals on one of them. Anyway, they really went for it. It was their, you know, it's going to be their big follow-up to the uh, indie dance classic, Spirit yeah. <laughs> Delica. And it was them trying to, you know, channel the the, the spirit of rock and roll. And uh, it was reasonably gritty, very much like the Rolling Stones. Didn't it have and a um, Confederate flag on the front? There was a, there was a uh, dalliance, probably ill-advised dalliance with the Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, the first single from it, Rocks was basically rocks off, but their version of it, and that went to number seven in the charts. The album went to number two, so all was well, basically. And the funny thing that I must throw in here, when their album went to number two, uh, the album that was at number one, which came out the same week, was The Division Bell by Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Bobby Gillespie, 
Bobby Gillespie famously said, well, we're really number one, because that doesn't count. Fantastic <laughs> 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 logic. You can't fault his logic. That's <laughs> right. Really, really really that. yeah. so, so that's Bobby Gillespie and his logic. Anyway, this album uh, was struggling to obviously catch up with the sales figures or the impact of Scumadelica. And the singles started to go down and down. So Rocks came in at number seven. Jailbird, the follow-up, 29. So all was starting to look a bit dodgy. The next single, because they're trying to wring something out of this album and spend all that money in Memphis, I'm Gonna Cry Myself Blind, was their ballad. Quite appalling, yeah. actually. I think it's fair to say. Oh, no, cry, cry myself yeah. blind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You'd never know he was Scottish. And yeah. this went into the charts in its first week at number 51. That's disaster, let's be honest. A disaster. It's like their career's over. Luckily, it wasn't, but it seemed it. Now, at that time, Top of the Pops was being run by a man called Rick Blackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently disgraced. Um, yeah. Six, no, yeah, that's, what the, <laughs> that's what the tabloids would say. Oh. Uh, Rick Blackson, my, my boss at Six Music, and uh, a fine individual who I worked with at Radio One, and then took over Top of the Pops. It was like a whole new era of good yeah. Top of the Pops. He sort of started to bring in uh, bands. It was a Brit Pop song. Perfect. Oh, band yeah, played live. Yeah. It was like Vic Reeves presenting it. It was like the coolest Top of the Pops yeah, has been good. for years. So I think everyone will take their hat off to Rick for uh, uh, effecting this change. And uh, he basically handed, I remember uh, this story, that he handed around uh, an envelope to all of the kind of people who worked on Top of the Pops, uh, who he was basically pitching the new Top of the Pops to, with uh, the rules. He said oh, the God, rules yes. on it. Sealed envelope. And he left them all with the envelope each, which said the rules on it. And uh, he walked out, and they opened the envelope up, and there was nothing inside it. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anyway, so Top of the Pops was Love good. That album, the Wind- and he thought Primal Scream have gone yeah. in at number 51. That, by the old rules of Top of the Pops, meant they would not be allowed on Top of the Pops because they were nowhere near the top of the Pops. And <laughs> Rick Laxer was a smart man. He thought, we've got to get Primal but Scream. But that doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> we take all the records out that don't count. Yeah, They're actually yeah. 21. We've got to get on Top of the Pops. They're a great band. I love them. We love them. The kids love them. They're cool. Let's get them on. So he really went out on a limb and said to the record company, yes, we'll have them on to do this single that's at 51. Who knows? Maybe we'll cut next week. Yeah. You know, he's, I'm doing this kind of as a favour, frankly. Yeah. So get the boys down to London and get them down here. So, they find Primal Scream, tell the band, guess what, you are on top of the pops this week. Where are they? They're in Dublin. So, their record company's running around, so, right, we've got to get them from Dublin down to London, no problem. We'll fly them from Dublin down to Heathrow, get them in some cars, get them yeah. straight down, get them to Shepherd's Bush, and they'll be on top of the pops, and all will be well. Their career will be saved. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's been very difficult for their tour manager to find all of the members of Primal Scream at the correct time to get them at the airport and onto the plane, Dublin, down to London. So, Whoever it was, let's imagine it was Bobby Gillespie gone wandering off somewhere to find yeah. the rock and roll spirit in Dublin Airport. Hadn't made it, so they missed the flight. Yeah. So their only flight into Heathrow, they've missed it. There's still a chance they can get in and be on top of the pops, but they have to fly to Luton. The band get together, have a meeting, and decide that they can't and won't fly to Luton because it's not rock and roll enough an airport. <laughs> and they don't. The so they, the they don't, there. So they don't go to top of the pops and they don't play this. That is absolutely incredible. Primal scream. Prefer not to be on top of the pops to because rescue their look. dreaded single than to fly Having to Luton. Having been to Luton Airport, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm with them on that. So that I, that yeah. So we have to congratulate the Primal scream. Not rock and roll. Who brilliantly did come back with another yeah. good album and save their career. Thank heaven for that. Somebody wrote a very funny uh, letter in the, in the current issue of, of Word saying uh, how amazing it was that Led Zeppelin were playing on a Monday night. And he said, it is surely the least rock and roll. <laughs> yes. You can't do it Monday night. You can't play on a yeah. Monday. Can I add an addendum to the, to the Bobby Gillespie story? Hey, how, how much more rock and roll can a man be when he names his two sons, I think I'm correct with this, Wolf yeah, and... Wolf. 
Thor. 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 And except, can I add a further addendum? Because he lives across the road from somebody who works in this office, yeah, yeah. not far away, yeah. uh, and he's recently been taking legal action yes. against the local pub because they're playing music too loud. Brilliant. So, oh, you know, Thor, pot, kettle, shut up, <laughs> little Thor. Oh, Wolf is trying to get his head down. Status quo. So, the division bell really loud. Apparently, they're having their my bloody bloody Valentine week next week. So, they've got even bigger problems. Well, that, uh, thanks very much, Andrew. That was uh, it's one of my favourites. It's, it's a very good one. And it is, it's confirmed good. by Rick, so it is actually true. It's, yeah. it's a very good one. Thanks very much for that. Uh, if you want to know anything more about the magazine, wordmagazine.co.uk, don't forget to join the uh, podcast Facebook group. I think Matt, we're up to about 420 members, yeah, aren't we? Really? Now, yeah. I think we want to be we want to be 500 by the end of the week, yeah. don't we? It's a Definitely. big effort. Well, what if you're boycotting Facebook like me? Well, well, send oh, somebody oh, else. Oh, I am too. Yeah, oh, I, okay. I get asked by at least six or seven people, but then join their Facebook, <laughs> so do I. Group, and I refuse to join. Cool. I haven't joined yours yet, Dave, as you know. And you're a little <laughs> bit wounded. Come on, <laughs> uh, imagine a wounded face, listeners. That is our David Hepworth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me a very narrow look. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.